Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello and welcome to this week's Impact Ministries Cyber Church. We are getting down to the heart of what this series is about today, the miraculous power of thankfulness. And I'm telling you, you're going to be challenged, but it's going to be good. You're going to have the opportunity to face and overcome some things that maybe have been affecting you negatively your entire life. Now listen, this is something that's going to help people. You can send this to people. You can send this link to people. You can send people to our website because this and all of our series are always up on our website, impactministries.com, and they're always there for free for you to use personally, for you to use in an iGroup, for you to use in your, we have churches that use these broadcasts in their weekly services. Any way that these will bless you and help you, that's what we put them out there for. And you know something? Whenever you become a part of sending these to other people, you are involved in discipling and evangelism and fulfilling the Great Commission with us. Listen, I'll be right back with the rest of this message. Be sure and download the free message that I have for you, Tomorrow's Miracle Today. I want you to enter into the eternal now and experience the eternal power of God right now. And I just want this to be a blessing to you, and you can send it to all your friends for free. You know, when we see the word salvation in the Bible, because of our program and our training, we just tend to think about the concept of getting born again or getting forgiveness for our sins. But really, the word salvation in the original language has to do with everything that we receive when we're in Christ. It has to do with being forgiven. It has to do with being blessed and prospered and protected and made whole and set apart, sanctified. All of these aspects, everything that God has to give us, everything He has for us in Christ is an aspect of salvation. So when you read the word salvation in the Bible, you need to expand your concept of it. You know, one of the things I do, when I realize that I'm trapped into a cultural, religious, or traditional concept or definition of a word, then when I read that word in the Bible, I never say it. Like, I never say the word salvation when I'm reading the Bible. I always say saved, healed, delivered, blessed, prosper, protected, made whole, set apart, because I want to remind myself And I don't want to limit it to something less than what God is offering and less than what God is saying. Well, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, it says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, we do understand one aspect of that scripture is just saying, like, look, right now, don't put it off. Right now is the time. But you also want to realize that with God, now is all there is. God dwells in the eternal now. So whether it's healing, whether it's getting born again, whether it's entering into that secret place with God and reconnecting with God, whether it's uh, emotional freedom or deliverance or whatever it is, the only time that this can happen for you is now. It can't happen for you tomorrow. And, you know, it didn't happen to you yesterday. You can't dwell in the past or worry about the past because we talked about you get trapped in the past. And you can't project into the future and want it at some time in the future. God only acts now. God dwells in the eternal now. So to connect with Him and to connect with what He has to offer me through the Lord Jesus, I've got to 
enter into the eternal now. I've got to bring the future, if you will, into the present. In other words, if I need a healing in my physical body, if I need financial deliverance, I can't look off to the future and say someday in the future this is going to happen. I'm going to work real hard. I'm going to believe real hard. I'm going to pray long. I'm going to do enough of something, and this is going to happen. I want to tell you, that day will never come. We have to bring the future into right now. And when we have an experience, what's interesting, when we have an experience, the body produces what I call biochemicals. In other words, neuropeptides and all of these things that produce not only emotions, but also biochemicals that produce physical change. Our neural pathways in our brain changes. In other words, when we have an experience, when we see something or have an experience, we suddenly have all of these physical feelings. We have all of these emotions that are equivalent to the experience. So if it's something that makes me happy, I have the emotions of happiness. If it's something that makes me sad, I feel sorrow or sadness. Now, sadly, most people are slaves to their environment. They can only feel those emotions when something outside of them, something out in their environment happens to produce those emotions within them. So in a certain sense, we're always living in the past because this event has already happened. This event that's going to make me happier, this event that's going to make me sad, or this event that's going to make me angry, it's already happened. So if it's already happened, it's in the past, and now I'm feeling the emotions. And so there's several tragic things that happens with that. Number one, we're always living in the past. But number two, we become slaves to our environment. We are always looking for something outside of us to make us feel these positive emotions that we want to feel. Well, the reality of it is we can choose to feel any emotion we want to feel anytime we want to feel it. You know, I'm thinking about a conversation I had with a guy. You know, I really liked a guy. We were internet friends, and he would contact me. He said, you know, you're telling me to feel happy or to feel peace. I can't feel that. He said, I just block my feelings. And I asked him, I said, do you ever get angry? And he says, yeah. I said, do you ever think about anything and get angry? Yeah. Do you ever think about the past and get sad? Yes. Do you ever think about the past and have negative emotions? Yes. I said, so then the truth is your problem is not that you can't feel. Your problem is that you have only trained yourself to feel negative emotions. And so, man, sometimes we really, really have to work at it. Sometimes we have to work at remembering something that made us happy so that we can regenerate that feeling inside of us, that emotion inside of us. And once we reconnect to that emotion, we start realizing I can create any emotion that I want to create anytime. Now, you may not be able to do all of that right at this moment, but you can develop that skill. It is no different than when you remember something negative that makes you angry. So if I'm in the past because I have an event that happens outside of me that you know, happened a second ago or five minutes ago or whenever it happened. And now I'm having the emotions. I'm living in the past and the environment is controlling how I feel, how I enjoy life, how I experience life. So if I could experience the emotions in advance, then what would happen to feel those emotions in advance is really to not just step into the future, but to bring the future into the right now. So let's say that right now I do something to cause my 
yourself to begin feeling the emotions of happiness. Well, just like these events outside of me, they came to me through my five senses, through my nervous system, and they begin to have an effect on my brain, and, and all these chemicals begin to be released into my body. And so I had these emotions, and I had these physical sensations because of what I was experiencing outside of my body. But now... I create those emotions in advance. Well, if I create those emotions in advance, the same thing happens in reverse in that now my brain starts creating uh, biochemicals that are going to cause me to have more emotions and sensations of being happy, and it's going to affect my organs, and my organs are going to function in the way that happy people function. And ultimately, what I'm really doing is now, instead of my environment controlling me, I am controlling my body and my environment. See, it's important to choose how you will feel because when you do, your body is going to follow and very probably your environment is going to harmonize and follow. But there is no place that this is more important than in gratitude. Because when I am grateful for something, now stop and think about gratitude. Gratitude is something you feel when someone has done something for you, something very nice for you. So somebody does something nice for you, now you respond in gratitude. Now the person who wants to move into the eternal now has to be able to feel gratitude or thankfulness for the thing that they want to have happen if they really, really, really believe that it is theirs. You know, that's, that's what Jesus said. We read it in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. He says, whatever things you pray, believe that you have already received them and you shall have them. They'll manifest in your life. Now, back in the old days, and I'm not trying to be critical of the faith movement, but the faith movement kind of made this a legalistic formula where if I say that I'm thankful and say that I'm thankful and say that I'm thankful for something, I'll force God to do it for me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about looking at the Word of God and deciding if you believe that this promise is true. Deciding if you believe that everything that you have in Christ Jesus is right now. Every aspect, every promise, every benefit is yours right now. It may not be manifesting in your life. You may not be experiencing it in your life, but it legally and technically is yours right now. So if you really believe it's yours right now, the natural internal response to that is going to be thankfulness or gratitude. And when you begin to feel thankfulness and gratitude, everything in your being, everything in your body begins to experience having that thing that you prayed for, having that thing that may not have yet manifest. It's your mind and your body really believe that you already have it. Therefore, it will manifest in your life. Listen, don't go away. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more about this. Man, I am so excited about this new series. You know, you're going to learn to enter into the eternal now. And what's going to happen to you is you're going to no longer feel that you're waiting for God to do something. You're waiting for something to happen. But you're going to begin to experience the blessings and promises of God now, whether they are in your life or not. And you're going to get to enjoy all of the blessings and promises of God before they actually even show up in your world. Just imagine how great that's going to be.
You know, this whole thing about the world around us reflecting back to us what we're thinking and feeling, or the whole world around us reflecting back to us what's going on inside us. See, that can be incredibly offensive if you're living in a world of hardship that you look around and you think, I didn't do anything to deserve this. I didn't make this happen. You know, you've got to always remember this. The truth that has the most potential to set you free always has the most potential to offend you. So, you know, as we're going through this stuff, if you start to feel offended, if you start to feel defensive, if you start to feel angry, man, you just put this on pause, you stop, you shut your eyes, and you send those emotions away. And they'll go away if you want them to go away. If you tell them to go away, they're going to go away. And then you open your heart and you remind yourself, I am open, I am teachable, I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus, I am willing to hear all things, and God will help me sort out what's true and what I need to apply to my life. So, you know, you want to be ready for this. You know, the Bible has a scripture that I've thought about for years and years and years. It says, to the pure, all things are pure. And there's even scriptures in the Psalms that says, you know, to some people, God shows himself this way, and to other people, God shows himself this way. Well, the thing is, God is not changing. What's happening is that person is seeing God as a reflection of how they view God or how they view life. In other words, we can't experience God beyond the box that we put him in or beyond how we've defined him. So, you know, to the pure, all things are pure. Well, what's interesting, you know, to the angry, God is angry. To the angry, everything in the world is offensive. To the heartbroken, everything in the world is emotionally painful. To the hurting, everything hurts. But to the unthankful, nothing is ever good enough. And so we find and we create in the world around us those things which really are already in our heart, which we already believe, which we already expect. You know, Proverbs eleven twenty seven 27 says, He who seeks good finds goodwill, but evil comes to him who searches for it. And that word evil is bad or hurt or destruction or those sort of things. But you've got to remember that in emotional pain, the mind always seeks equilibrium. So it seeks reasons to justify the pain. And if it can't find a reason, it will create a reason in your body or it will create a reason in the way you interpret the world around you. So finding reasons creates more pain, thus looking for more reasons, thus we become trapped in the part of reality that we have actually pursued. We become trapped in the habit of finding bad and destructive things. This is why the Bible tells us in the book of Philippians, it says, you know, finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, why is meditation so important? Because, see, meditation is where we take a thought, we begin to think a thought, and as we think that thought, we begin to create emotions. Now, I want you to understand something. You can't overcome sorrow unless you create an emotion of joy or some positive emotion that you experience stronger than you feel sorrow. And when you create a new emotions that stronger than the negative destructive emotions that you're feeling, then you 
start creating new neural pathways in your brain that cause you to see more and more things that will cause you to feel that emotion. And what made you able to feel those old negative emotions actually just begins to die. It just begins to go away. So in meditation, you think about something until you begin to have these emotions, and these emotions cause you to begin to experience it as being real. Now, I want you also to understand this. In thinking about something in meditation, you're actually going to influence the door of your heart. You know, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, or as a man thinketh, so is he. Well, that word thinketh in the King James Bible has got the thinketh instead of just thinks. That word thinks is a compound Hebrew word, which means a door, a gate, an opening, a porter, a janitor, a keeper. So what it's telling you is that your thoughts become the doorkeeper of your heart and determines what can get into your heart and determines what can get out of your heart. So when you begin to think on things that are pure and lovely and noble and praiseworthy and all of these kinds of things, well, what is something that's praiseworthy? Well, any promise of God that, that you want to take hold of. Anytime you begin to think on these things, then what happens is the doorkeeper of your heart opens up and allows those thoughts and emotions to begin to form into beliefs. And the more you go back and visit this, the more times you see this, the more times you experience whatever it is you're thinking about, the more it becomes a belief. And at some point in time, it will become a belief, which means that it happens automatically. It happens without effort. It happens without you having to think about it. So we want to become people who know how to enter into the eternal now. Remember, when you enter into your heart in meditation, you enter into the eternal now. Man, I'm telling you, you know, I experience it almost on a daily basis where I will be praying and worshiping and meditating and I lose all concepts of time. And, uh, you know, I don't have any realization of whether I'm there an hour or two hours or what. You know, any more spiritual, if you're there 15 minutes, than it is if there two hours. But my point is you lose contact with all time. But you begin then to shape up once you enter into that that place of faith. So that place of faith is where you have seen this. You have seen this outcome. You've seen this thing that you desired so clearly that is so absolutely real to you that you experience the joy and the gratitude that you would have if it was actually manifesting in your life right now. So real quick, like I just want to run through because we'll go into this in a lot more detail on the series. You know, I put all of this stuff out here, everything that you need to know, I put out here on these broadcasts. But the real truth is, you know, if you are a disciple, if you're a person that's wanting to dig deeper, if you're a person who is wanting to establish your heart and you're wanting to know more, that's why we make the extra CDs so that people who want more can get more. But I want to talk to you about this whole meditative process of entering into the eternal now and reaching this place where you are manifesting the supernatural, miraculous power of gratitude. And this is all basically operating in what the Bible calls the faith of God. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to choose the outcome you desire. Listen, if you're waiting on God to make the choice for you, if you're waiting to say, well, I don't, you know, what's the will of God here? Well, there might be a lot of choices in your life that you don't know and you need wisdom on. Not that you need the will of God, you need wisdom. But anything that is a promise of God is in the last will and testament. It is for you now. 
And this is why even in the Old Testament, God said, choose. You know, there's some things you have to choose. Who are you going to serve? That's one of the things you got to choose. But one of the things you also have to choose is you have to choose life or death. Now, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us so much about choosing good or evil. It talks about choosing life or death. If I choose life, I will inherently choose that which produces life. If I choose death, I will inherently follow those things that produce death and destruction and chaos, and those sorts of things. So I've got to choose the outcome. So once I choose that outcome, and I want to be as specific as I possibly can. You know, if I'm choosing health, or healing. I want to define what that healing is. Well, for me, that healing might be a, a perfectly balanced pH. For me, that healing might be a perfect blood pressure. It might include a freedom from pain. It might include having abundant energy, having a clear mind. In other words, I want to be very specific about what I'm choosing healing, but what does that mean to me? And once I have defined what that healing means to me, I want to be able to see and experience myself living in that outcome. And this is where intention comes in. In other words, I am seeing this, I am experiencing this, I am acknowledging this with the intention to be it, to have it, to experience it. You know, Psalm 34 says something really interesting. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. What do you mean magnify? Make God bigger. How do you make God bigger? Well, you can't make God bigger, but you can make God bigger in your experience. So in your experience, you want to connect to God in a way that he seems to be bigger in your life. Well, it's the same way in your healing. You want to magnify your healing so that it becomes so incredibly real to you, and then you want to feel. You want to let yourself feel. You want to create the emotions. What emotions would I be having if I was living in this healing now? Would I be happy? Create the emotion of happiness when you're viewing this. Would I be ecstatic? Create being ecstatic. You know, what would I feel? Would I feel free? Would I feel unfettered, you know, from the past? What would I feel? And you bring yourself to feel it completely. And then you declare it as yours in the present tense. Father, I thank you that this is mine. And so you're entrusting this to God. You know, and when you entrust it to God, you're not saying, God, if it be your will, because if it's a promise of God, it is your will. But what you're entrusting to God is how it's going to come about. I tell people this all the time. We will commit to a promise of God, but then we try to control how we're going to get there. Well, that control is based on how we've done it in the past. So now we're still living in the past, and we're really not trusting the wisdom of God. Remember, we talked about the fact that the organizing intelligence of the universe, the organizing intelligence that causes the billions of interactions that happen in the trillions of cells in your body every single second, all that happens based on the wisdom of God that was breathed into you. God knows how to get you there. You don't know how. You just, you commit yourself to the end, how you've defined it. You experience it. You entrust yourself to God, which means you are the one that's going to get me there and I'm going to follow you however you lead me. Listen, I'm going to come back and talk to you about gratitude and thankfulness. Don't go away. I know by now you are seeing the incredible opportunity, the incredible miraculous potential that abides for you in this series. Listen, this six CD series is going to be incredible. It's going to take you on a journey where you get control of your own life and you're able to influence the world around you. 
Right now through Operation One Billion, we are seeing lives transformed. You know, got a report the other day about a graduation, a Bible school graduation in a prison. Can you imagine that? All over America, prisoners are going to Bible school, so when they get out, they won't be repeat offenders. In other countries of the world, we're having third world countries have Bible school graduations because they're using the Bible school curriculum that we're sending them. Operation One Billion is where people like you gather together with our world changer family, and we start Bible schools in third world countries, and they go out and reach their nations, and together we will reach one billion people with this message of God's unconditional love, of grace, peace, and faith righteousness. Listen, if you want to help me change the way the world sees God, if you want to do something phenomenal, help me train leaders all over the world that will reach other people all over the world. Become a world changer with me today. You know this thing about learning to experience the emotions that you choose. This is, can be one of the most powerful things in your life. I want to give you a little exercise that you can do, then I want to talk to you specifically about gratitude. You know, find any memory. You can use a photograph. You can use anything from your past that you can remember. And let's say if there's a person that you really, really care about, look at that photograph and think about him and think about the feelings and begin to experience the feelings that you have, you know, when you feel loved or when you feel happy or when you feel close to somebody. And just remind yourself, I can feel this anytime I choose. So start learning how to have these feelings. And, you know, if you really want to get serious about this, you can plug into our heart physics program and you can take these courses online or you can show up for our workshops that we do and you can learn how to do this in a very, very powerful way. But one of the most powerful emotions that you've got to conquer or that you've got to get control of is gratitude. You know, we're living in a world where people don't say thank you very much. We're living in a world where people don't express gratitude very much. Matter of fact, in some cultural arenas of the world, you're a chump if you're grateful, if you even say thank you for something. But we want to be people who are grateful. You know, one of the interesting things that the Bible talks about, the corruption that comes really at the end with the worst people, they're degenerates, you know, they're perverts, they're everything. But in the middle of it, it says they're not thankful. And it's almost like this whole cascade of falling into being a reprobate started with a lack of gratitude. I want you to understand something. Any day that you wake up and you're not grateful, you're not in touch with God. Any day that you wake up and you're not grateful, you're really losing contact with God and run the potential of starting to cascade down this hill. Learn to be grateful. And sometimes it just practice it. Just start saying thank you to more people. Just start noticing and think about what people do for you. Generate gratefulness so that anytime you sit down and take hold of a promise of God, you can feel grateful right then. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.